0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the dedicated podcast. Welcome back. Thank you so much for clicking play on this episode. Thank you for giving this uh, podcast a chance. I hope you are all having a lovely day. Um, it's hot. <laughs> I live in Southern California, if you guys didn't know already, and summer is in full swing. Um, Thank God, recently we got our AC fixed at my work, at my place of work, because we were out of AC. Um, Our AC wasn't working for a whole, at least two weeks, maybe more than that, right when the heat started to ramp up, like the the very same day, basically, (laughs) that the heat started, you know, becoming like 10 degrees over the average, you know, then everything just started breaking down. (laughs) Uh, we even had to defrost our back fridge on during the same time. So not only did we have no AC, we had no refrigerator <laughs> either. <laughs> and at the same exact time my AC and my car stopped working too. So it's a bit it's been a challenging last couple of weeks. Um I've I've kind of broken down my uh, my my habits because I've had to, you know, start like trying to cool myself down. So I've been like you know, guzzling frozen yogurt smoothies, (laughs) like way too many more than I probably should have. So right now I'm actually in the process of recovering from all of that, just, you know, trying to be more sensible with my diet and, you know, trying to take care of myself a bit more, be a bit more um, aware of what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. It's really tough, you know, when you're working all the time and most of your mind is on work, even on your off time. So like... I've been trying to train myself to refocus my attention to myself and my goals as soon as I'm done with work. Take your mind off of work, what's happening at work, and then put bring that focus back onto me and to what the Lord is telling me to do and what's necessary to keep me alive and well. So that's a really tough thing to learn. I, I, I it's been tough for me anyway. Let me guys, let me guys, let me know you guys what do you. Think about that if you've had that experience about, you know, trying to separate um, your your, um, focus between your work life and your personal life. So this um, episode is about something that I'm working on also, just trying to overcome more and more, and something that I've been feeling for basically the whole of my adult life, um, which is the feeling of being left behind. Or... Um, what's another phrase to describe this? Not necessarily left behind, but you feel, um, I guess that's a pretty decent way to put it. You feeling behind in life. Not necessarily left behind, but yeah, you feel behind in life. And, um, you know, this feeling is often caused by, um, you know, comparing your life to those around you and seeing what they're up to and you kind of set their life as the standard and it's becoming more and more difficult to overcome that feeling because everyone's on social media now and we see all of um, everybody's highlights of their life (coughs) excuse me and you see the you see the times you see how old they are and how quickly they seem to get to their goals, at least from the outside, looking in, it looks like they're they're always making progress on their goals, and it's inspiring, but it's also making you look at back at yourself and you're wondering, well, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Why does not why doesn't my life look like theirs, even though I would love my life to look like theirs? That's really, really tough. Another thing that um, I think a lot of young people are dealing with mentally and emotionally and I'm not going to say it's easy to overcome it isn't it takes time and I believe each person has to find what works for them um, but it has to I, I think it, it you have to do you have to work on that on a daily basis to to overcome it so that you don't go insane. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you don't lose your mind. You don't lose your happiness or sense of happiness, your joy, I should say. Happiness is fleeting. Um, but I would say your, your, your day-to-day joy, being able to love and appreciate who you, all, who you are in the season that you're in um, without worrying too much for the future. I don't know if I can pinpoint when I started first feeling like this, but I remember when I was in school, in elementary school, so I was homeschooled up until fourth grade, and at fourth grade, I was put into a charter school, and I was taken out of the charter school in the middle of eighth grade without finishing the grade. And then throughout high school, I was homeschooled, not the best experience Um, I would like to homeschool my future kids, um, but I would do it a lot differently than how my parents did it for me. Um, and one thing I would change is really putting a focus, a, an appropriate amount of direct focus on my kids' education. I would, I would... Hope that they, I would help them to understand just how important education is, the fundamentals, and how much it's going to help them, and give them a bit more free reign to to study what they want um, without pressure. And um, I would instill, try to instill a, a um, sense of importance when it comes to being diligent with your work and how to meet deadlines and how to stay focused and how to become dependable. And, and um, if they say that they're going to do something, they should do it and how to reach your goals, you know, how to stay focused and, you know, be, 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 be vigilant and di- di- diligent <laughs> when it comes to, you know, your work. Cause you know, not everybody is up to doing, you know, writing, you know, writing essays or doing research and things like that. Not not everybody wants to do that in, in their adult life. They want a job that's more interactive, I would say. But everybody, I think, should have a firm grasp on how to write well and how to think well and how to, con- to persuade and convey well. And so... um yeah so that that lack of that lack of guidance that i that I experienced in middle school and high school um was not helpful because I never really learned how to study well I don't think i've ever I've ever learned how to you know um how should I say this to just you know just be diligent and i've i when I started taking Taking college classes that really did affect me there as well because I would always be doing things at the very last minute. I would be dreading homework assignments, you know, things you know within subjects that I enjoy, but the actual homework part, you know what I mean. And I do reading on my own. I watch videos on my own educational stuff. I don't like, I don't not like to learn. Um, but um, I. When it comes to, like, prescribed learning, you know what I mean, Um, it's just tough for me. So, anyway, all that to say, um, I felt really behind when I was doing my own schoolwork. I didn't have anybody else to really teach me what I was doing. I was teaching everything to myself and um, didn't really have any help, you know, with – I didn't really have, um, like, complete access to the Internet at that time either, I don't think – so it didn't really dawn on me to, you know, ask to use a computer to get more information on the things that I was learning. Um, and so a lot of the time I would just throw up my hands um, because I couldn't figure out something and I felt badly when, when there is an exercise or, you know, math problems I needed to do and I was completely lost as to how to do these problems and... It's because I, I got so um, impatient with how to read through the instructions on how to learn how to do these problems. And I remember bringing these issues to my mom multiple times. And I think her solution was just to skip over what I was not able to do and just to make sure that I completed what I could do. I think that it is a good... Um, method. It is good, something good to learn how to do in case you do come up upon things that seem really tough. Like just make sure you can do what you know to do first and then figure out the rest later. However, I was doing that so often. I just felt very inadequate all the time and I know I wasn't measuring up and I knew I could have been better. I just wasn't giving, being given the tools um, and the strategies to, learn how to do things a new way that worked for me. Um so that was really frustrating. So when I wasn't able even though I wasn't being compa- like comparing myself to anybody else, well first of all I was because, you know, I didn't really have any friends at the time, but I know that everybody that used to be friends with, they were all probably going to regular high school, they were making friends, doing extracurricular activities, um, probably making get, getting good grades because all the friends I had were um, definitely more studious than I was. And, you know, they're all probably thinking about college and where they wanted to go and all those experiences. You know, I never had a graduation day. I never had a prom or a homecoming. I never went to a school dance or anything like that. And I was very aware of that. And even though the homeschool group that I was affiliated with, had some of those opportunities, um, it just never panned out for some reason. So I was always comparing myself, even from a young age of, you know, being in high school and wanting to, uh, I mean, I was comparing myself before then too, like, you know, always being a chubby kid, like, why am I so chubby? Why can't I be more fit like other girls, you know? And looking back now, I was actually much more fit in my early 20s and my late teens than I thought I was. I kind of wish I was b- back to how fit I was then compared to now. It's so weird how life works like that, right? Um, so you know when I started, after I started comparing myself when it comes to academics, and um, you know what? Sidebar on that too. Like the sc- my school years were such a big deal to me, and it felt like a big deal. And I, like I said, I don't think I was. Reaching my full potential at all in high school, and that was really frustrating for me. And because of the feelings I had toward toward school, I've always had this um, this yearning to go back to school. Like I always wish I could go back to high school and just do it all over again, but do it the right way. But even to this day, I don't think I, I still don't think I have the skills to you know, do a course, uh, you know, that's timed and has, you know, timed quizzes and, you know, I have deadlines to meet, you know what I mean? And I I just wish I had those skills earlier. But because of that, I have always had this, um, these dreams. Um, A lot of my dreams take place in a school and not just like the school that I'm used to, like, you know, with the images from my elementary school, but school settings. Where I've never been to these places before, but I know that they're schools when I'm in my dream. Like I know I'm in a school right now. I know I'm, that I'm walking through a school with long hallways and and big rooms full of learning things and kind of abstract ideas too that is supposed to represent something I'm supposed to learn. Um, I've had a lot of those dreams. Recently though, I did have a dream where... Like, I've, I've had many dreams where I had, like, I, I stopped going to school for a long time, like representing all that work I, that I didn't do during my high school years. And I was finally going back to school as somebody who was probably a little older than everyone else in the school already. So I was kind of like trying to reclaim my school years, you know, by going back. I've had many, many dreams like that. A few months ago, I had a dream where I was in high school. I'm assuming it's high school, Um, but I dropped out, like purposefully dropped out. (laughs) I don't know why I would have a dream like this, but ever since then, I have not had a school-themed dream. I find that really interesting. I don't know why that is. Um, I'll update you if that changes, but yeah, unexplainable, weird thing. But anyway, I just have strong feelings towards my school years and what I wasn't able to do. Um, and then also with the friends that I had, for some reason, I always gravitated towards very type A people, um, the bit, some of the biggest friendships and relationships that I've had over the course of my lifetime so far always involved people who are very diligent and very smart and always had good grades and um, was into so many extracurricular activities and just doing it all, you know what I mean? Like everything that they had in mind to do, they were just doing it and figure, figuring out a way to make it all work within a 24-hour period, you know? And they were so serious but also so nonchalant about it all too. And I'm just like, how are you? how are you like this? not and and I'm not saying it was a I'm thinking it's a bad thing to be that way. I was just so perplexed by those kind of people, but like I said, those always tended to be my best friends over the years. very accomplished, um, very dependable, very loyal, um just doing it all all the time, and um I don't know why I always gravitated toward those kind of people um Maybe it's the kind of opposite kind of people that I was avoiding, maybe, and I just kind of naturally gravitated toward this this type of person. Um, and so that didn't, that, even though that's kind of always happened naturally, it also kind of didn't help my, that, that complex I had of comparing myself to all of those people that I was in friendships with. um. Because, you know, I was trying to learn from these people, too. And, and, you know, hopefully they would inspire me to be a better person. Because, you know, most of my life I've kind of just coasted through. Um, I can say that there have been very specific niche pockets of my life where I was working really hard on things because I was really passionate about it. And I really liked the outcome. Um, really liked the result. But I, I can't say that for very many things. There's very few specific things. And it's not on everything, you know, where you can apply these skills of of research and, and studiousness to all areas of life, you know. So, you know, that was tough to deal with. Um, and after that... I suppose, you know, after I left school, after I left church, um, you kind of start to see people used to know grow up and, you know, you know, they're all going in different directions and leading their own lives. But, of course, the natural order of things starts to take place, where these kids who you used to know as kids are now adults and they're all in relationships and having glow-ups and getting married and having babies and moving out of their parents' house. You know, even in the, in the economic climate that we're in right now, you still see people doing those same exact things when one, in one fashion or another. And you're just like, how are you doing this? Um, from my point of view, like I said, there's been so much coasting in my life. Where obviously I can blame a lot of it on myself, but also I just didn't know. I was never pushed, also never pushed to to go for my goals or my dreams. You know, with conviction. You know what I mean? With with putting everything I got into it. You know what I mean? Um, that those values were never pressed onto me. Um, I believe the lifestyle I've lived is pretty has been pretty laid back you know, I've never been taught how to make a budget or to save money, you know, to play the long game. Um, and because of the traumatic things that I've been through, um, my, most of my days I have been alone, just trying to cope with my feelings. It's constant loop of coping, experiencing, coping, experiencing, coping. Um, I've come, I've come very close to actually, like, living rather than just, like, surviving. Um, 2018 was a great year. I should say that. Me and my sister, the whole year of 2018, we went to so many plays and so many musicals. And I got dressed up so many times. It was so much fun. Back then, things, things seemed, just so, like, just much more easy. 2018 was a great year. It was so much fun. I've come, that's one of the times I've come close to, like, really living, you know what I mean? And not being so afraid of things and of people. And, um, so, I I never really got around to, you know, seriously planning out my life and really setting those goals, those benchmarks, and trying to get to them to the best of my ability. Um, and I've expressed, this, ex- I've expressed this concern a lot with people that I trust, particularly my mom. And I love my mom. It, it's just that sometimes, a lot of the times she has this um, fallback response of trusting God and letting God make your next move for you and let God figure out everything. Let him work everything out in your favor. Which I'm not saying is untrue. That's totally true. It's something I do believe wholeheartedly, or maybe not wholeheartedly, I have to think about that. But you know, I I'm realizing I need to be careful about who I take my my advice from. And not only that, but, like, get lots of different people's advice. Take everybody's advice with a grain of salt. And, you know, I need to have more courage and conviction to do what I believe is right. What I believe God is calling me to do. Because while I've had this sort of tribal mentality when it comes to me and my mom and my sister and and my brother, you know, We're kind of a unit and we've kind of always been a unit for so long because we are all going through very similar things that are very uncomfortable and we kind of lean on each other for, you know, that coping that I was talking about. Um, We're all still in a place where we kind of don't really want to be and we feel like we have to stay in this bubble of, you know, pretend comfort, I guess you could say, superficial comfort. Just because the, the, the idea of the unknown is so unknown, <laughs> um, especially for me and my sister. We haven't really, you know, we've lived in the same house our whole life. You know, moving away is something that sounds so crazy. You know, being in a serious relationship sounds like something really crazy, you know, and something that could lead to marriage. And, you know, we haven't had any new people in the family in a long time it's so weird. And so, um, this, this cycle that we're in of staying comfortable where we are and making sure that we don't make any waves or stepping on any, anybody's toes or try anything new that could upset somebody else's lifestyle. And that's what we know. That's how we have operated. That's how I've, I've operated. You know, I've morphed into somebody who is a people pleaser and who is a, um, a peacemaker in my home because there's been so much unrest in my home for so many years and tension that, you know, I feel it's my duty to relieve some of that tension wherever I can. But that means that my goals and my dreams are just always on the back burner. And I want to be able to trust God that he has everything, you know, planned out for me. I, I, I feel like, you know, he's saving me for the right people. I keep telling myself that, like, one day I'm going to find really good Christian friends. One day I'm going to have a really wonderful Christian husband. Um, And I'm going to be doing all these wonderful um, Christian endeavors that include serving others and being a, you know, a contributor to my community in a positive way. And leading people towards the Lord and, you know, having my own household that's, you know, beautiful and welcoming and where I can raise children. You know, I think he has all that for me in the future. You know, it's hard, it's hard to imagine that he doesn't, you know. Um, but I see everybody else getting these things that I want around me. And I'm thinking, okay, God, look, I have not done anything crazy in my entire life. I've been sheltered, I have stayed at home, I've not done anything crazy, I've not gone out, and done drugs, you know, drinking, gotten pregnant, I haven't done anything like that. You know. I I I'm trying to be good. And I'm trying not to make waves, I'm trying not to be selfish, I'm trying not to, you know, make anybody else uncomfortable. what what will it take for that that phase of life that i want to finally come to me how much more patient do i have to be in order to meet the love of my life you know even when it comes to career things you know um being you know a, a less than a couple years away from 30 years old you know i i wish that i could say that you know i've had a you know i've i've had these stereotypical either really fun 20s or you know really wild fun 20s or really studious diligent 20s that can set me up for my 30s you know what I mean I I can't say that I've had either of those things and I'm not anywhere near where I want to be when it comes to my my job or my career as you could say I really don't want a career to be honest (laughs) I want to be a housewife I want to stay at home I want to make a make a home for my for my husband and my family one day that's that's my end goal (laughs) If I had a choice, I would not be working. <laughs> uh, that's the gosh darn truth. <laughs> but as it is right now, I have to work. And if I have to work, I want to make the most of it. Um, but I, 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 I find myself wanting, like figuring out what I should do next so that my next move can be smart and can be, you know, taken advantage of to its fullest extent. You know, it's not, it's not wasted. Um, so not just with family matters, but with like career matters, I have been comparing myself and wishing I could go back in time and have some guidance in these areas so that, you know, maybe I could be where I want to be sooner. Um, and it's a struggle. It's tough. But... I'm I'm becoming aware of these these underlying feelings that I have, and I'm trying to be honest about them without being feeling shame for feeling them. because um, I i I feel like I'm one of those you know strong people. At least I kind of hope that that's what other people think about me, you know. Because oh, well, she's she's a Christian. Her families or her her parents have been Christians, and you know she wouldn't do anything. She wouldn't do anything hasty or untoward. You know, she wouldn't do anything crazy because she has the Lord and, you know, she she couldn't have suicidal thoughts. She couldn't have, you know, thoughts of going mad and abandoning everything and, you know, doing all these crazy selfish things. Um Well, I I don't I'll I'll say I I haven't had suicidal thoughts, so don't worry about that. Um but very depressing thoughts. Absolutely. You know, despite having the Lord in my life, obviously, I mean, people can feel and have those things simultaneously. Um, and I'm thinking maybe other people might see me as, you know, somebody that doesn't need to be worried about. And so I feel like I'm in a, in a corner, you know, in a, in a pocket of time and space that's completely separate from everything that's going on that could be exciting all around me. And that's what I'm afraid of escaping. You know what I mean? That's what I'm kind of afraid of letting go of if I decide to go my own way and pursue things that I've never pursued before in order to get those things that I really want in my life. Um, But I need to figure out if I want these things in my life because I genuinely want them or because I see other people having them, and that's not, and you know, seeing other people have good things and wanting that for yourself was not a bad thing. It's it's dwelling on it so much that it 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 is the entirety of all your thoughts, and you're always comparing yourself, and it becomes detrimental, and you're not enjoying the present. It's really tough for me to take my own advice, you know, to actually enjoy the present. Because I've been in the same place, I feel like, for so long. And, um, you know, I want my chance to start over. I want my chance to make my mark on my, on, I don't know, what, my own home? You know, the idea of having a comfortable, loving home, you know, where I don't have to hide or walk on eggshells all the time and keep secrets and stuff, just sounds like heaven to me. And I guess I'm grasping for heaven. And if I see other people looking like they live in heaven, like, of course I'm going to want that. Of course I'm going to maybe even covet that, even though I shouldn't be coveting. Maybe I am going to be sad until and, 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 you know, um, sad and convicted sorrowfully convicted until I get those things that I want until I can reach what I see as heaven you know um and I'm going to keep working on this every day keep being aware of how I'm feeling and where I'm showing my feelings and how to utilize my feelings into Something that's useful and something that is a blessing towards others and the Lord and myself. Um, so I, I, at this moment, I don't really have any advice, I suppose, for others who are feeling the same way. Because this, th- this is the kind of person who this podcast is for, I feel. Our generation is so gosh darn lonely and so gosh darn without purpose. And I feel that, man. I, I'm telling you, I feel it. I don't want to be feeling it, though. I want to take control over what I can control. You know, and I've been made to be afraid of the of the world so many times, either overtly or covertly. And I don't want to feel that anymore. You know, I want to live in the moment and, and, and enjoy the moment. And try to keep on being better at the things that I'm passionate about and that I know will upgrade my life in different ways, different facets. Um, But I shouldn't be so focused on that that I can't enjoy the day. But also, also, enjoying the day does not mean being lazy. Enjoying the day does not mean having multiple days in a row of just doing nothing. You know, finding that balance is, is tough. And um, if you're listening to this and you're, you relate to my experiences in these ways, look... <laughs> I'm not even sure what I'm able to say right now, except that I see you and I I'm so sorry that you're dealing with these emotions you know the lord sees our struggles and he knows what our desires are and if you believe in god you have a relationship with the lord there's one thing that we know that we can rely on is that god loves us Anytime that i'm dealing with an an uh, uncomfortable subject or feeling i can always resort back to well jesus loves me i think that's so comforting no matter no matter what, Jesus loves me. No matter what, the Lord's looking out for me. No matter what, the Lord always has my best intentions in mind, more than any other person or other human could ever have for me. I know I have at least one person in my corner at all times, and it is the best person, the best being to have in my corner at all times. That's something I know that I can fall back on, and I love knowing that. and when it comes to comparing yourself to others and wondering why you don't have what they have well i guess we're going to have to wait to find out how to unravel that <laughs> if i'm if if i if i figure anything out i'll, I'll update you i'll let you know it is. it is generally one of the hardest things I've had to combat and overcome in my life. So another episode is due to talk more about this subject and to encourage a bit more. Um, and hopefully I can, I can be that friend or that big sister who is relatable and who wants the very best for you and is willing to talk things out with you if you need it and... Um, and be that, um, neighbor who's closer than a brother. I believe that's how the, the, the word, the Bible words it, right? Something like that anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I hope this wasn't depressing, but, you know, being able to know where we are in life is the first step to knowing where we want to go. And, um, I hope you come back next week and listen to what else um, what other lessons are going to be learned and shared. I think I have my first um, guest lined up for the coming weeks sometime, and I think it'll be a f- very fun episode and also very relatable. So please stay tuned for that. I'm really quite excited for it (laughs) because I've had these conversations about this topic for a long time because, um, of my, my job. And, um, it's, it's fun to commiserate with others who have (laughs) experienced the same things. So yeah, stay tuned for that. You all have a lovely rest of your day. Jesus loves you. I love you. Everything's going to be okay. You've got you got this. Whatever it is you're dealing with, you've got this. Take it one day at a time. Um, I'm here to motivate you and encourage you whenever you need. I am on Twitter and Instagram specifically. Um, You can find me, Caitlin Murdoch, on Facebook if you'd like as well. Um, And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.